Welcome to the KidZone Check It Out podcast. Read Across America Day is March 2nd. This month, we're reviewing children's books that promote diversity and inclusion. Hi, everyone. My name is Elizabeth Sargent, and today I'll be telling you about one of my favorite new books, Ways to Make Sunshine by Renee Watson and illustrated by Nina Mata. Ways to Make Sunshine is an intermediate book, especially for children ages 7 to 10. It has some pictures and easy-to-read language and text, so I would recommend it especially for children who have graduated from picture books but are still making that leap toward longer novels. Here's what the story is about. Ryan Hart is a nine-year-old girl who is trying to grow into her name. Ryan means king, so she is learning how to be a leader. Ryan is spunky, adventurous, determined, kind, and brave. But she also gets nervous when she's out on stage. She pranks her brother, gets chased by a swarm of bees, and sometimes she can get a little too competitive. In other words, Ryan is real with amazing things about her while having flaws like all of us do. She is relatable, fun, and the perfect protagonist. Ways to Make Sunshine tells her story as she and her family take on all the challenges of life. And through it all, Ryan finds ways to bring sunshine into the lives of her loved ones. I loved this book and I think it's really cool how Ryan comes from a diverse background. It's wonderful because the book celebrates her African-American heritage while also tackling some of the harder things that a nine-year-old African-American girl might have to go through. Like getting your hair wet and having it go poofy when you wanted to wear it straight. Or being the only black girl at a birthday party. I loved how real Ryan was and it was so wonderful to get a glimpse into her life. So check out Ways to Make Sunshine at your library. It's a fantastic read. Hi friends, my name is Amy Carr and I'm one of the storytellers here at Orem Library. As a mother of five children, one of the things I have learned is how exceptionally talented my children are at what I like to call selective listening. I can ask a child standing right in front of me to go do their chores, and it will literally take 10 minutes just to get them to acknowledge that someone has spoken to them. On the other hand, I could open a candy bar in a locked bathroom with the water running and have five children, all from different rooms in the house, knocking on the door to ask if they can have some. Given this special ability to filter things, my husband and I have found that if we have something really important to say, inviting different voices to join us in the conversation can have a profound impact on how well our children listen and learn what we are hoping to teach. Author Brad Meltzer's picture book biography series entitled Ordinary People Change the World introduces elementary age children to a host of fascinating individuals from diverse cultural, racial, and historical backgrounds. Illustrated by Christopher Eliopoulos, children are presented with fun, colorful illustrations in a graphic novel format that is highly engaging and easy to interact with. 
Whether you are reading them out loud together or your child is tackling them independently, the stories will pull you in and leave a lasting impression with the important life lessons and memorable moments they present. In our family, baseball legend Jackie Robinson helped teach one of our sons the importance of learning to control his temper and treat his sister with kindness no matter what the circumstance. Harriet Tubman led us on the Underground Railroad and showed us how to have courage in difficult, scary situations. Anne Frank taught us the power of compassion and the importance of recording our personal stories. Gandhi taught us to look at problems creatively and to use our strongest selves to stand up and make positive change. Frida Kahlo has inspired our daughter in finding confidence in herself as an artist and the importance of always being true to yourself, and the list goes on. Allowing our children to learn from these diverse voices and experiences not only equip them with compassion and empathy, but help them navigate challenges they face now in their everyday lives. Let history help you. Introduce your children to these new faces and voices that just may be able to help you reach those hard-to-reach places when raising children. You're not alone. You have an amazing force of people behind you. Hello, Mark here with the Orem Public Library. Today I want to tell you about a new children's book I recently read that still rambles around in my mind. Uri Shulevitz is no stranger to children's literature. In 1969, he won the coveted Caldecott Award for Best Illustrated Children's Book for that year. It was called The Fool of the World and The Flying Ship, A Russian Tale. Now, since that time, he's received many Caldecott honors and other notable accolades. And at the age of 86, Uri's creativity and storytelling are still vibrant and alive. With his latest book, Chance, Escape from the Holocaust, Memories of a Refugee Childhood, we are taken back into Uri's earliest memories. The book focuses on his experiences of being that refugee child. Born in Warsaw, Poland in 1935, by 1939, at the age of four, his city was being torn apart by Nazi Germany. A bomb fell onto their apartment stairwell and his parents realized it was time to leave their homeland. With his father searching for a safe place to live, Uri and his mother began their journey alone. You start to live their experiences as they try to find a place to escape the nightmares of war. They travel to Russia, Turkestan, back to Poland, and then France. At times hard to read, it's a book you realize you must read. You feel freezing cold, burning heat, hunger, lots of hunger, despair, and finally hope. Even though this book is over 300 pages, you get caught up with the story and suddenly find that you're to the end. One of the very few books I've ever read in one sitting. The book is sprinkled with Uri's signature illustrations and a few actual photographs. The scenes he paints with words and pictures will stay with you longer than when you turn the last page. Even after Uri's family survived this war and his family moved to France, he still felt like a refugee without a real home. He mentions in the book that while living in Paris after the war, his classmates labeled him as a dirty foreigner. 
and that outside of Paris, he was referred to as a dirty Parisian. It seems like he didn't fit anywhere. In 1949, his family immigrated to Israel where he lived for 10 happy years. As a young child, Uri always wanted to be an artist. And in 1959, at the age of 24, he moved to New York City, a melting pot of many nations and a multitude of art museums. This is the one place that Uri felt like home. And he still lives there today. Now, I found myself thinking about shelter, family, and food, and how these basic things that I hardly even take time to think about are still missing in many people's lives. Even years after this war to end all wars, the world seems to still not have learned its lessons. And today we have thousands of families seeking new homes, escaping from bad situations or governments, refugees trying to find a safe home for themselves and their families. The book, Chance, Escape from the Holocaust, Memories of a Refugee Child by Uri Shulevitz. It's a book well worth reading and learning from. Hello friends, hola amigos, my name is EJ Caceres and I'm a storyteller here at the Orem Public Library. Bad Hair Does Not Exist or Pelo Malo No Existe is a bilingual book written by Sulma Arzu Brown and illustrated by Isidra Sabio. The author, who is Afro-Latina or more specifically Garifuna from Honduras, grew up in New York. She has dedicated this book to all girls who to help them identify with positive terms rather than bad hair. The illustrator, who is also Afro-Latina, Ogarifuna de Honduras, won the Scientific Contribution Award from the President of Honduras. Also, she has her own publishing company, Afro-Latin Publishing. Sulma Arzu Brown did not like the term pelo malo, or bad hair, so she decided to do something about it. She successfully created this tool for girls to learn different ways to describe their hair accurately and know that all types of hair is good. This is such an endearing book with adorable illustrations. Isidra Sabio did such a good job of showing a wide variety of colors and hair types, as well as girls dressed as many different occupations and styles. Through her illustrations, she showed that everyone is beautiful in a unique way y que pelo malo no existe. Bad hair does not exist is an empowering message of inclusion and respect. I love that it incorporates confidence and self-love. It is appropriate for a wide age range. It can easily be used as a read aloud and is interactive. Another fun read is The Life of Celia, La Vida de Celia, a bilingual board book by Patti Rodriguez and Ariana Stein, who are the founders of the publishing company Little Libros. La Vida de Celia is a brightly colored board book about Celia Cruz, an iconic singer from Cuba. I personally love this book because I grew up listening to her music and I learned how to dance salsa with the queen of salsa. La Vida de Celia gives a sneak peek of the life of Celia Cruz with one Spanish word and one English word on each page and inviting illustrations and the unique style of Patti Rodriguez and Ariana Stein 
this is a must-have in all bilingual collections. This book is geared for ages 0 to 3 and is a great tool to introduce both languages to a child. In fact, all of the books from the publisher Little Libros are meant just for that, to help parents, educators, and caregivers teach and incorporate both languages, Spanish and English, in the home. Hello, it's Miss Molly at Orem Library, and I really love fantasy books. I love books with brave characters and magical creatures and characters that feel real. One book that I love recently is Lalani of the Distant Sea by Erin Entrada Kelly. And this is a middle grade novel, so it would be found in the junior fiction section at Orem Library. One thing that I loved about this book is the setting takes place on an island village called San Laguita, and even though it was a fictional fantasy place, it was made up, the details made it feel so real that I was just totally immersed. There are these alternating chapters throughout the story that each describe one of the creatures or plants or people in this fantasy world, and the chapters start off with, imagine you are a, and then a type of fish or tree or fly, only they use the actual names like Imagine you are a Walecta, or imagine you are a weeping loset. And the language in those short passages is so lush and pretty, it reads very poetically, and it's just gorgeous. So the creatures in this book aren't taken directly from anything, but the author got a lot of inspiration from Filipino folklore and mythology as she crafted this world. The main story follows a girl named Lalani. Her mother is sick, and her stepfather and stepbrother are horrible to her, and all of the men who have tried to sail away from this island home have died in sailing accidents. Lalani ends up being blamed by her village for angering the mountain and causing a destructive rainstorm. So in the midst of this disaster, Lalani sets off in a little boat on her own to try to reach the mythical northern island of Isa. Now just a heads up, there are some scary parts in this book, um, kind of like Grimm's fairy tale level scary, so it may not be the best fit for younger children, but mature children will really like it. And there's this like mudslide that destroys a village and a creature that wants to eat Lalani's eyes. It's a very intense moment though. I was really enthralled by that trickster element where the main character has to outfox the bad guy, and that felt very reminiscent of folk tales, so part of that degree of scary comes with the territory. I feel like even young teen readers would really like this book if you have a range of ages in your family that you're reading for. So if you want a fantasy book that is unique and has gorgeous rhythm in the writing, you will love Lalani of the Distant Sea by Erin Entrada Kelly. Hope to see you at the library soon and happy reading! friends, my name is Shauna, and I'm excited to share a new beginner reader series, Tide Travels, written by Kelly Starling Lyons and illustrated by Nina Mata. Ty is a young boy with a vivid imagination who loves adventure. The first book in the series is All Aboard. Ty's family is too busy to play with him. Dad is preparing dinner. Mom is folding laundry 
and big brother Corey is doing homework. What is Ty to do? He finds a large cardboard box and with his mighty imagination transforms it into a train. He travels through farms and cities with a clickety-clack and a woo-hoo. Along the way, he picks up passengers. All aboard, he calls first to his dad, then to his mom, and finally to his big brother. They reach the final stop, home, where dinner is ready and waiting. You can also read his next adventure, Tide Travels Zip Zoom. Being published this May is Tide Travels Beach Day. I can't wait to read it. What I especially like about this series is it features a strong, positive, and supportive black family. It shows children using their imagination and the storytelling, which can be challenging in a beginner reader's book, is spot on. Some other beginner series and books you may want to explore that feature diverse characters are The Mo Series, written by David Adler and illustrated by Sam Ricks. Sam Ricks lives in Sandy, Utah. The first book in the series, Don't Throw It to Mo, won the Geisel Award. Katie Wu and Katie Wu and Friends is written by Fran Manushkin and illustrated by Tammy Lyon. Also written by Fran Manushkin and illustrated by Tammy Lyon is the series Pedro. Ling and Ting, written and illustrated by the award-winning author Grace Lin, also won a Geisel honor. Fairy Hill, written by Carrie Meister and illustrated by Erica Metza. And Candace Ransom has written some books called Beach Day, Pumpkin Day, and Garden Day. Happy reading and happy travels. Hi readers, this is Rita Christensen. I'm going to review Hosea Plays On, a picture book for young children about Hosea Missouri Taylor Jr., an amazing musician who just couldn't stop sharing music with his community. Hosea is a storyteller who can spin a yarn without words through music. He prepares his saxophone for a long day at the public market and thinks, on a day like this, I could play forever. Shoppers listen and dance to his smoky tunes, notes, and riffs. The crowds come and go, Hosea plays on. The clouds darken and rain falls, Hosea plays on. By the end of the day, he has enough money to buy an instrument for the kid next door and offers him music lessons so together they can play on. Kathleen Blasey's picture book debut features a black Rochester, New York musician whose musical ministry was to enrich his community with music. Her thoughtful impressions continue in the author's notes, where the reader further learns of Hosea's talents and community activism. Blasey skillfully weaves dialogue, nature's sounds, and city noise throughout Hosea's musical narrative. Award-winning Shane Evans whimsically illustrates these textual elements to give them shape and movement. 
He creates a bluesy rhythm with dynamic cobalt lines, pastel washes, and crisp textured leaves that twirl and whirl within the book that ties Hosea's day together. Hosea Plays On is a touching tribute that serves as a reminder to listen to the people, music, and sounds that surround us. Thanks for joining us. Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.